Any question tonight? Um, I was wondering um, because in the Leela, Rupa Goswami is a... Because what? Because in the Leela, Rupa Goswami is a, one of the handmaidens of Radharani. If there was any, like... Does it, does it play out in any way in Gauravila with Gadadhar? So you want to know how... Rupa Goswami as, as Rupa Manjari, yeah, the handmaiden Manjari of Radha. How, if at all, does that play out in relation to Gorlila, wherein Radhar is said to be Radha? Hmm? Um, good question. And um, the answer is that. Um, And it plays out in a way uh, that requires some insight to um, to understand, to catch from reading and so forth. The position of Gadadhar is um, one that, for example, in Chaitanya Charitamrita is not played out fully. Mm-hmm. Because as I've mentioned, one of the primary focuses of Krishnadas Kaviraj in writing the book is to establish that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna and that he's pursuing the experience of Radha, trying to be Radha in a sense, experience himself from her vantage point. And so to say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna is, is, is controversial in his time. And then to add to that that he's Krishna in the mood of Radha, which is a very esoteric concept and so forth, is uh, further of a head-spinning kind of a uh, point, which he raises and supports and uh, does a very good job of it, um, citing the scriptures and analyzing the psychology of Krishna and so forth. But then to go another step and say that, and, and, and by the way, Ganadha is also Radha, then it's perhaps in his mind a little too much to expect people to digest and to play that idea out entirely. So in a more covert way, um, he has uh, mentioned the place of Radharani and, um, excuse me, of Kadadhar. He has referred to the branch of the figurative tree of love of God that is Kadadhar to be the most important branch. Mm-hmm. He's referred to Gadadhar as like the Purna Shakti. Hmm? Gadadhar is the person, pers- person in the Panchatattva, the five metaphysical truths that is kind of the combined package of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the primal Godhead himself, his expansion, which then covers all the different expansions of himself in the spiritual world. Hmm? Nityananda, Balaram, from where all the other expansions are coming from. Dwaita, the avatar, that covers all the and, uh, appearances of the Godhead in the material world. Srivast, mm-hmm. the marginal energy in its pure form as a, as a, as a devotee. And there's the Sarup Shakti, Krishna's internal energy, in the person of, of Gadadhar. Mm-hmm. So in that way, he's... Uh, uh, 
underscored the position of Radha. And a couple other statements here and there, but there's no real development of the idea hmm, that that uh, an and overt, I want to say, emphasis on the idea that that Garadhar is Radha. It is stated in the Gorbanadishtipika uh, and I believe, uh, well, that's Kavikarnapur and maybe in his other book as well, um, and it's universally accepted that Garadhar is the Radha of, of Gorlila and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna trying to be Radha and he's successful. So it's a complex topic. Um, but part of the reason I believe that his uh, references to Radha, his de- or his references to Garadhar, his description and so forth, um, is not one that really plays out the idea in great detail, but rather indirectly with hints and so forth here and there he he makes the point. Part of the reason for that, I believe, is because of the very nature of of the appearance of Radha in Gorlila being one where she has to kind of take a back seat because Krishna is trying to be her. She has to be there to assist him in taking her bhava, which means her, to some extent, receding into the background. Hmm? and not being the prominent um, player that she is in the same sense in uh, Radha Krishna's Leela and Vrindavan. Hmm? So, Gadadhar's role as Radha is a different role than Radha would play, or does play, in Krishna Leela. Hmm? In Gaur Leela, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is taking the bhava of Radha. He's not doing that in Krishna Leela. In Krishna Leela, he's the object of love, hmm? and she is the vessel of love. Yashraya Lamana, he's the Vishaya Lamana. Hmm? In Gorlila, he's trying to be the Ashraya Lamana, take her position. So Gadadhar can't have the same prominent role. Hmm? Just as Krishna's changing his role, her role has to change. Her role isn't changing to become Krishna, like his is changing to try to become Radha. But her role is changing because as he's trying to become Radha, then, then her overt in the form of Gadada, overt position as Radha, um, uh, can't manifest. Hmm? Do you understand? Rather, she's there to make sure that it, that he's okay as as he experiences her bhava in the background. Hmm? And so, overtly, Gadada takes somewhat of a somewhat of a background. Um, position, but at the same time it takes a prominent position in Gorlila, one of the prominent initiators. Some people even argue that he's the principal Diksha Guru of the whole Sampradaya. I don't think that holds up, but his people in his party bar and his line, they make that kind of point. Um, 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 the fact is that, if you understand it, properly, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could not be successful in what he wanted to do without Gadadhar. So Gadadhar is there to make that happen. To make, he is there to make her position known hmm, in the world over that the position of Radha is most exalted, therefore I want to experience it myself. Hmm. He is there to make her position known and she is there 
to assist him in what he wants to do. And in a personal form, as a Gadadhar, she does it in, a, in an indirect way by kind of getting out of the way, so to speak, so that it can happen. So in Puri, in Jagannath Puri, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at a certain point begins to systematically enter into that bhava hmm? through sadhana and set an example and so forth. It was inner life in the Antilila, the last portion of Chaitanya Charitamrita. He's living in a smaller circle with a smaller circle of assistance and he's, he's experiencing very deep internal ecstasies, they're expressing themselves outside and so forth. Gadadhar is there in Puri, hmm? but he's as Mahabhu starts to take on the Bhava Varada, he moves a little to the background and makes it happen, makes it possible, allows it to happen. Hmm? Pushes forward the uh, Ramananda Roy and Sarup Damodar, who are thought to be Vishakha and Malita, hmm? her principal friends, under whom Rupa Goswami, Raghunath Goswami, all serve in Rupa Manjari, serves in Krishna Leela. Hmm. So, um, so his position is extraordinary, but you, in, 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 in most important. In, the, in terms of the internal reason that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to appear, in terms of the distribution of the idea, making it available to people, this Nityananda Prabhu is most important. Hmm? But in order to, in, that it might happen, Radha has to give the blessing. Hmm? So in the form of Gadadhar, she's doing that, but again, and sh- her role plays out differently than it does in Krishna Leela. Hmm. So, um, your question is then, what is, what is Rupa Goswami's relationship with Gadadhar? Something like that in Gauri because in Krishna Leela, his relationship is as a handmaiden of Radha. Well, the, 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 the role is, is, is different. Rupa Goswami is in a, what we call a perfected Sadaka Deha in Gauri Leela so to speak, and um, he's teaching to be a das of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in Dasi Bhav of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so is Gadadhar. Hmm? And they're all uh, uh, see themselves as such in relation to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Gadadhar doesn't see himself as a the conjugal lover of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of Krishna, yes, but in the form of, Gadadhar, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's like a, like a disciple. Hmm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Samasti Guru, the original Guru, Gaur and Nityananda, original Gurus of the Sampradaya. So, um, so the role is different, and um, um, and Rupa Goswami is not acting like a like a handmaiden in his sadhaka day. He's doing chanting and and writing books and so on and so forth. And there's not there is a Gadadhar Astakam, I believe, written by maybe Rupa Goswami, glorifying Gadadhar, hmm? and um, um, praising him and so forth. But as far as any description of Leela, how they interacted, there's nothing more to be drawn from that than the fact that they interacted with him as another devotee, uh, a most exalted devotee, a devote, the devotee who, Gadadhar Pandu, recited the Bhagavatam to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu daily in Namadvip and in Puri daily at the Gatoda Gopinath temple. 
Um, so he's worshipable by Rupa Goswami hmm? um, and holds a special position as the personification of the Antaranga Shakti, the internal Shakti, Swarup Shakti of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It comes out through the writing, like in Gadadharastakam, Eight Prayers Glorified Gadadhar, maybe in other places, but not to a large extent, because the main focus is on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Radha and Krishna, Krishna trying to be Radha, becoming Radha, and that's what the Leela is about. So everyone is focused on that, hmm? that desire of Krishna, and relative to who they are, one way or another, they're they're facilitating that. So there's no peculiar hmm, external relationship that we see between Gadadhar and and Rupa Goswami. Swami, Sanatana Goswami, and so forth. It's different than we see between Gadadhar and other devotees. Hmm? Gadadhar was, of course, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu all the time. Rupa Goswami mostly served in separation. Hmm? Gadadhar followed him to take sannyas, followed him to Puri, stayed there in Puri with him, where he spent most of his time. Hmm? Um, Rupa Goswami served in separation. He, he wasn't there when Mahaprabhu any of the Navadvipalilas wasn't there for Mahaprabhu Sanyas. Pantaki Sanyas Mahaprabhu, as we said last night, came to Ram Kali and uh, changed their names, Rup Sanatan, to, to Rup Sanatan. And um, uh, Rupa was sent to Vrindavan. He came once to Jagannath Puri, met Mahaprabhu there and the associates of Puri, and went back. And Gadadhar was with him the whole time, so he wasn't even there do anything externally in the context of that leela that would be uh, peculiar or different. And if he was, he would have acted like other devotees. Um, I would say Gadadhar had kind of a, would be like a guru figure, hmm? certainly. He was an initiating devotee, and as I say, some people reason, and uh, fairly well, but it's not conclusive, and it's, it's somewhat, you know, their own feeling from their own community coming from Gadadhar, that he is the main Diksha guru in the whole Gaudiya Sampradaya. Yeah. Everyone had uh, deference to him, and some people even want to make a case that Gadadhar was initiated, Gadadhar initiated Rupa Sanatana. I, I can't uh, support that uh, speculation. But they make their case for it, and you know, it, it's, I don't mind if they, they see like that through their eyes of affection and, and so on. Um, but uh, he was a worship. Say he was a worshipable figure in the context of Gorlila for Rupa Goswami, as was Nityananda Prabhu. Of course, they're different and different play different roles, as I mentioned. As was Srivas, as was Advaita. This is the Panchatattva. These five, they're special. They are a combined fivefold manifestation of divinity. Hmm? that covers the external and internal purposes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, facilitating them, and so on, and, and, and personifying this idea of Godhead with Shaktis, Godhead with different forms uh, relative to different types of love of different devotees, forms in the spiritual world, as I say, forms in the material world of the Godhead. 
Mm. And the two, you know, obviously the Maya Shakti is not represented in them as inert in the Panchatattva. So all alive, mm. Chit Shakti, Swarup Shakti, the Jeev Shakti, and the three Prabhus, Advaita, Nisenanda, Lords, if you will, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. <clears throat> mm. So the o- overall then, the mood in Gorlil is Dasya Bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then the, the, what hap- what's happening, what he's doing internally and so forth, that's internal meditation and is exp- experienced internally. But uh, these, again, the, the Panchatattva, this is worshipable by the Goswamis. Those Goswamis, Rupsanatan, they were most humble and most personifying a serving ego in Gorlila, commissioned by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. To, we, 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 we find Nityananda Prabhu is a little commissioned by, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to preach to the downfall, downtrodden people of Bengal. Um, but not Advaita, not Gadadhar, not Srivas. Uh, uh, the Goswamis, on the other hand, they were commissioned by Mahaprabhu Sanatana to go to Vrindavan, excavate the places of past time, write the whole Siddhanta, hmm, establish the standards of deity worship and the Vaishnava etiquette and so on and so forth. And um, they served at a distance, and they really personify for us the ideal, particularly the uh, the way to enter into the handmaidenship of Radha, but in general also the whole idea of what it means to be a devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Rupa Goswami's written, of course, about all the rasas and um, in relation to Krishna and what they what they're constituted of and so forth. So they are really important to us. Hmm? and really important in the Leela, and they look at the whole Panchatattva as worshipable deity, as we do. Hmm? They're on the altar. Rupa Goswami, not on the altar. We might put his picture on the altar, might have a deity, but it's, it's below the deities, below Gadadhar, below Sri Vasudvaita, Nityananda, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So they are the divinity, fivefold divinity, and we worship them, and Rupa Goswami is... is personified, uh, shown through his personal example and writings, the way. Mm-hmm. And as I say, I think it's him who's written the Gadadharastakam. You've seen it. So there, the position of Gadadhar is spoken of to some extent, as it is in all the books to some extent. But the emphasis that Gadadhar's Radha is not brought out, again, as much as the emphasis that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Radha. As I said, you look at uh, Krishna... You keep looking, you see somebody next to him. Oh, there's Radha. You keep looking at Radha Krishna and then you see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. First you think Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is a devotee, then you think he's Krishna. Keep looking and you see he's Radha. It's like one of those things, you know, on a book cover, you look at it one way. Or you look at a jewel and you see the different facets and so forth. So... Because of that, again, um, the position of Radha is more overtly emphasized in relation to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm, than it is in relation to Gadadhar, who's making it happen in the background, allowing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to gradually take on the bhava and let it do what it what it does to him, which is quite 
maddening, as we can see hmm? from the Antilila. Does that help? What else? You're speaking of compassion last night and how it arises out of only seeing the suffering of others and what they're going through. And then also, I was thinking how it might arise as one um, advances in their devotional practice for what others are missing. That's definitely, that's, I was going to interrupt you and say that, but you said it. Yeah. And I was wondering if that more so takes priority. It does, yeah. I can remember standing in the Los Angeles airport on an escalator, you know one of those walking ones that go straight? Not escalator, but you know, moving walkway, something like that, with a bag full of Prabhupada's books, dressed up as a secular person, and in such ecstasy. And I was thinking, here I am, and here's people from all over the world gathered, and I can distribute a book here, and now I can go to Brazil, and I can go to Scandinavia, go to Greece, and Mexico, and everywhere in the world, an auspicious place to be. And what's in these books is so extraordinary that if I could just reach out and touch somebody with what it would mean to them in their eternal life. And so I've had a real deep experience of compassion based on knowing what were the possi- what the possibility was for people, what possibility of uh, happiness, fulfillment, and knowing. Um, uh, was uh, uh, there, what potential for that is there in the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So based on that, then I would feel sorry. Hmm? Not because people had a broken arm or this, but that's on a lower level, but because of what they could, what the dispensation of Mahaprabhu was and what the, their potential was if they could come in touch with it and apply themselves and so forth. So... Yeah, I think that um, uh, if we say, obviously, it's the same thing applies. I mentioned that in in the Vaikuntha Narayan, one of his eternal moments is, I'd like to bestow this on someone. This is extraordinary. The experience of Vaikuntha, it's fourfold, well, more than fourfold, but the four kinds of liberation, Sarupya, Salokya, Sharsti, Samipya, to live on the planet with Narayan, to be as a personal attendant, to uh, have the same opulences, same a form like his, those to live on the same planet, a form like his, opulence like his, mostly involve being in Vaikuntha and associating with Narayan through meditation. And Samipya means to be a personal attendant, to be actually part of his entourage serving him personally. So, at any rate, they're all extraordinary experiences, but you can see by saying what, what I'm saying, what Goloka is, how different that is. But the point I'm making is that the compassion that the world is um, manifest to facilitate is coming from the fullness of Narayan and thinking, this should be, if I could, everybody here has this, if I could give this to somebody, there has to be somebody to, to, to give it to. So it's coming from the higher side. It's not that there's a world of people suffering and Ryan looks in and says they're all suffering. 
I should try to save them. It's kind of the genesis of it, if you will, which has no beginning. It is uh, more in the, the experience of the fulfillment. So, therefore, you know, you, you, can, you can be compassionate towards people on some level, materially, psychologically, for their plight, and so forth. Um, and, uh, but to rise to the point of compassion that we're talking about, hmm? that's universal, that, that applies to every, every animate thing, and so on and so forth, and doesn't involve necessarily doing anything. That's pretty peculiar. Because in a lower level, you have compassion for one group, and then you actively do something about it. And even in having compassion for, well, to use my example, the spider in the web, or the fly in the web, you know, you've you become the enemy of the of the spider, whose dinner you've just taken away. You follow? I saw a spider and a fly in the web, and I went to take it out. And I thought, well, "What about the spider's dinner?" So, you, you you feel compassionate. You try to you do something about it, but then you press down here. It comes up over there. Hmm? The idea of the to use a political example, the democratic in this country idea of compassion and kindness is one thing, and the Republican way of expressing it, as they say, is, is entirely different. Hmm? We'll think one is right, the other is wrong, according to our psychological sensibilities. Um, we will, we'll think it's completely objective, but they think the same thing. Hmm? You're on the other side. So, um, the worldly compassion for people in their worldly plight hmm, is good, it's, 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 it's noble, but it, 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 it loses sight. Um, you know, let's say you open a kitchen to feed hungry people. Hmm? And then you, you slaughter cows to feed people. So how does it look to the cow in terms of compassion? Right? Obviously, not. Uh, it doesn't work out the same way. So, uh, from the from the, our perspective, compassion arising from experiencing hmm, the prospect of spiritual life, what it's like to rise above the oppression of the mind and the senses. Here I was giving a class some, some time back and a young man was visiting Vaishnavananda's son and I was talking about whatever and he said, what about, what about you know, you know, they're doing this, they're doing that, you know, all these like corporate, the corporations, the politicians was the they in his mind and he was just using the word they, they're doing this, they're doing that and what about all that, you know. So I explained to him, I said, you are they, you are part of them, you have to understand they are also, they may be worse on some level, they may be, you know, blue-collar, white-collar crime, whatever, but we're all, as much as we're, uh, we're attached to the dictates of the mind and the senses in relation to sense objects, we're in a compromised position in terms of being a giver. Hmm? We ourselves are, are, are a taker, we're one of them, we're one of the takers, exploiters. Do you follow me? Hmm? And so our idea is that it's possible through um, tried and tested methodologies, if properly understood, 
and, and applied to rise above the oppression of the mind and the senses and be all that you really are in potential, which is full. You are, you, you are, you, 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 you don't have to, you're sat, you're eternal, you're a unit of knowing and, and loving, so you're full in yourself. We're always trying to secure our position um, to acquire knowledge and to be happy. And we are happy. We are a unit of knowledge. We are a unit of eternal being. So that the attempt to be those things obscures the fact that we are those things hmm? more than we could ever be by pursuing them hmm? in relation to matter. So this is a theory. And rising above then the oppression of the mind and the senses that turns us into takers, hmm? exploiters, ourselves, gives us a sense of fullness that we realize cannot be arrived at by any kind of tweaking of the material situation. Granted, some tweaking is better than others. There are better ways to do things, uh, and there are worse ways to do things, obviously. There are modes of nature. You can do things from a tamaguna perspective, a rajaguna perspective, or a sattvaguna perspective. And there'll be a difference, gradation. There are better cultures and lesser and worser cultures, materialistic cultures, spiritually based cultures, and so forth. So, at any rate, the fullness of the experience of the self alone, or to speak of the self in relation to um, its source in a loving relationship in bhakti, is gives one the ability to have a universal kind of compassion that may not be a call to arms to do anything, so to speak, take up a, you know, a, a banner, and a, or it may, it may send Kirtan banner, go through the street and, and chant, obviously Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did that, circulated the idea, but not to be involved in a particular cause. Indirectly, we're not going to be involved in the causes and speak about justice for humans and everybody should have an equal right to pursue spiritual life and we're not racist, we're not sexist, we're not bigoted. These things obviously don't go with the idea that we're all atmas and these are just different forms of dress and and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, we have some inevitable role in which we play hmm, with regard to worldly issues of injustice, um, mistreatment, and so on and so forth. But we are actively involved in a comprehensive solution based on our experience, or the theory, but more so the experience of the possibility of really ending all all suffering. And, and, and uh, we do only that, even if we don't go out with the banners and write the books and, and make the teaching available. Still, you become an example that some people find you somewhere in a cave and, and think, wow, if only I could be so content to, and draw it out from you, something. So what is the, what is the way? So, yeah, I mean, I brought up the compassion as a way of saying this, Samantha was glorified by Raghunath Das Goswami for being compassionate. That's like the, the baseline, and from there. Without the compassion, where, where is the question of other rasas and so forth? So, short of deep spiritual experience, it's a little bit of um, more 
intellectual, based on limited experience, uh, theoretical sensibilities. Hmm. We have experience of the suffering that others have suffered from naturally. We feel some empathy, some compassion. We study the books and so forth. We, we think we we're lucky to have this opportunity. People would be do well to have it as well. We we want to uh, we take the opportunity to um, tell them about it when an opportunity arises, or we make opportunities. We try to, but the, the more we have experience, the more we can really be um, uh, compassionate in the real sense of the term. And the Prabhupada used to often very make a strong um, distinction between material compassion and spiritual compassion with examples like saving the dress of a drowning person is not very useful. So if a person's drowning and you go in to save him and you pull back his shirt and you know he stays in the water, then there's that's not the full face of compassion. So there is this distinction to be made, but there is an overlapping, obviously as well. Hmm. And so in the context of pursuing the full face of compassion, if you will, the shadow of compassion will naturally be there as well. And I give a, another example I often give is a story of Prabhupada standing on the balcony of the rented temple at the time in Calcutta with one of his disciples. And down below there was a beggar with a hand cut off. Hmm. And uh, and he looked down and turned to Prabhupada and said, you know, Prabhupada, sometimes I... I feel compassion for these people. And he's talking about the condition, physical condition. And Prabhupada looked at him and said, how come, why only sometimes? So, while he makes the point, spiritual compassion is the full face of compassion. Material compassion, you know, that's nothing in comparison. It's true. At the same time, one who has that spiritual compassion will have compassion for the material plight of people. Even knowing, well, you know, there's something that's happened where, you have a history, why it happened, and so on. Still, you feel sorry for them, but you know we're not going to go open a, a hospital necessarily for them. But we could open a temple, and people will come who want a solution, a comprehensive solution. So, what if there's only a few of them? There should be a place for them, right? So, this is an answer to like, why aren't you opening hospitals and doing these things? So it's a little hard for you know persons to grasp, and 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 we can grasp it to some extent from th- from the theory, which is well presented. We're doing that now, hopefully well enough. But as we progress and have experience, then it becomes apparent that oh, there's there is a real comprehensive solution to the problems of the world. There's a noetic bliss, a knowing that. Is complete and in and of itself, and happiness that knows no bounds, and and I'm eternal, and I get a glimpse of that, and it's very powerful, very compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we get that, then naturally we feel full in ourselves, complete, and, and it shows up. So therefore, Krishna Nam Jibadoy Sarvadharma Sar. Bhakti, let's put the two together. Chanting Krishna Nam, which would epitomize the, the spiritual practice, the sadhana given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and kindness to jivas. These two are sarva dharma sar. Sar means essence, the essence of dharma. Hmm? 
Does that answer your question or address the point? It confirms your your suspicions that really the compassion we're talking about comes out of out of the experience of the more that I am, that everyone is. That you can't. What can you do? What can you say about it? You just like try to talk about it, try to express it. It's beyond expression. Some people will be somehow attracted to get in a place and then to try to do the things that that person does so that it might happen to them and it will, right? It's happening to you in due course, so it's good. What else? I should say, too, it's, 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 it's very, the kind of rigorous uh, philosophical sessions we have teaching are really, really useful for us because it's we have the humanness and we have our and we're spiritual and there's always this divide kind of between the two and easy to sometimes confuse one conflate one with the other and and think that one obscures the other in ways that are weird or abnormal or it's very fine um, fine line Hmm. so it's important to understand the, the theory sometimes like I say, sometimes a person, the, at least theoretically, a devotee should be living in a metaphysical reality, if not experientially. And to the extent that they are, they may reply to a situation that would be very odd, in a way that's very odd, in compared to how uh, a liberal social worker might reply uh, to a situation. Might sound even uncaring. I think I told a story even in the devotee sector Prabhupada had a disciple named Vishnu John Swami he was famous he was a sannyasi and kirtanir and so forth very well liked and and um, uh, apparently he, he had done something in his life that he felt wrong about as a sannyasi or something so he well, I was the last person to talk to him he wrote I paid some people to row him out in the in the Ganges and weighed him down and commit a form of Vaishnav suicide. So um, he had kind of like misread Prabhupada wouldn't have wanted him to do that. But you know, he, he, it's a long story, but anyway. So where he was, nobody knew for a long time, and then some persons tried to trace it out, and that's the conclusion they came to. But at any rate, they told Prabhupada that Vishnu John Swami is gone, we think that he committed suicide. And Prabhupada said, what can I do? He doesn't want to serve. What can I do? It sounds very harsh. Hmm. I mean, we just... Well, that's true. Prabhupada was just living in a metaphysical space at the, entirely at the time and thinking he's a jiva and he misunderstood, what can I do? He'd done something. He'll come back. It's going to go on, you know. And he just went on with the next thing at hand. So he could look very hard-hearted. He loved Vishnu John. Vishnu John knew it, and he could feel it. Hmm? And, and so forth. Yes. But sometimes they may reply like that, or they may be a little aloof. We would hope they would be a little aloof sometimes. We would hope that our guru would be a little bit aloof. It's not entirely. <laughs> How aloof was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? How crazy was he? Saw a hill and thought it was Govardhan. Saw a body of water, thought it was the Jamuna, and jumped in and 
And he was oblivious sometimes to external concerns, aloof. We would hope like that. So anyway, it's a fine, fine line of humanness and human compassion and worldly compassion and spirit. They're very different. There's some overlapping. We're human and we're pursuing the spiritual life at the same time. It's good. The more we do sadhana and we get deep experience, we can understand these things practically much better. We can be grounded in a metaphysical reality from which to view the human condition with care and compassion and with the power to deal with it in a way within our small circle that is comprehensive. And, you know, don't think the whole world is going to join us very soon. It's not going to happen. This is not for everybody now. And there's an infinite number of jivas in the world. So the material world is always going to be here. You know, you take Vasudev Dutta. I'll give you another example of what I'm talking about. Vasudev Dutta was a... Was a a uh, devotee, and he was a leper, wasn't he? Mm. There were open sores on his body, and so he was. He, he was. He, there were worms. I don't know how leprosy works, but anyway, there's some worms feeding on it, and he would sit. And if the worm would fall off, he'd pick it up, and put it back on. Mm. So he was showing like worldly compassion. <laughs> So that's his dinner, put him back on there, like this. Mm-hmm. That's Vasudev the leper. I guess the different Mahabhava saw him and saw his behavior, embraced him, and all the sores went away. Mm-hmm. But then I guess it was another, Vasudev Dutt must have been a, a different one, who said that he felt compassion for all the jivas in the world, and he wanted to take on all their karma. Mm-hmm. Same? He wanted to take on all the karma of all the people of the world, so that they could be freed hmm? to experience Krishna consciousness. He told us to Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu said, if one, in a herd of goats, if one goat is, is lost, a herd of thousands of goats, if one goat is lost, it won't be noticeable. Hmm? He was saying, all the people of this world, the world, there are millions of worlds, billions of worlds, unlimited worlds, Unlimited universes. Hmm. We say ekapad vibhuti, tripad vibhuti, three parts world, one part world. It has three parts of the spiritual world that the material world doesn't have. It's not a geographical analysis. There are parts, ingredients of the spiritual world that are not ingredients of the material world. It's called one part. It's called two, three parts, one part of material and spiritual, respectively. It's not sometimes it's presented like, you know, measurement, but it's 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 speaking really about a different thing, um, about ingredients. Point being, the material world is also finite, is basically in material conception. So there's infinite number of jivas. So you want to save all the jivas in the universe? There are infinite universes. So he's just giving him a... He liked the idea. You're very compassionate. This is beautiful. Hmm? But hmm, this is the reality. Hmm? There are millions of universes, billions of infinite numbers of jivas. There will always be a material world. Hmm? 
just to give a bigger picture. Not that he shouldn't be compassionate. He very much loved Vasudeva Dutt for his compassion. So, but he's giving kind of a metaphysical perspective on it. I want to save everyone. There'll always be someone. Vishnu has to have some place to, to be compassionate. So, come with me, he wanted to say. You come with me now. You feel like that for people. I want you with me. Then you'll be here forever. And I won't have your company. And I cannot bear that. That is, That's our God. You're compassionate for everyone, but you have no compassion for me. I cannot bear your separation any longer. If the person like you, I want you close to me. The world will go on. Come with me. What kind of people he's surrounded by. Compassion is integrated into the ground of their being. And from there, Shantadasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya, such high ideas of love compared to compassion. It's the high end on this world, and it's the low end from the spiritual perspective. Understand? From the material world, compassion is the high end because I love you as a boyfriend or you love me as a girlfriend or as a friend or as a parent and so forth. These are all provincial. I may love you, but then I don't love my neighbor next door or my, her kid and, and, and so on. So these are provincial. Then you get bigger and bigger and it's compassion and you love all the people and you decide to be a politician and, and, and be a world citizen. Hmm? And forego the. I'm going to forego our fa- our family is now going to adjust ourselves to be public figures. Is the idea theoretically right? So you go bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you you're compassionate for the whole world, for all living beings, for the all sentient beings, like the Buddhists like to say, for the cows, for the everything. If you feel, imagine feeling compassion for every living being. Hmm? That's the high end of loving in this world compared to having a boyfriend, hmm? for example, hmm? which is thought by people to be, you know, not the, the end of all things, hmm? end of the full face of love. But, you know, not if they step back a little bit. And so, but that being said, that compassion being the high end, then it forms the ground of the other world. And on, on the other end, it's having a boyfriend is <laughs> the highest thing. Then Krishna is the boyfriend, right? But uh, it's, it's, it's a very different affair because it arises out of compassion and all this other love is at the cost of compassion. Mm-hmm. And it's loving one but not loving another and, and so forth. So it's bias, it's ignorance, it's attachment. Mm-hmm in the name of love. Hmm. So, as I say, and if we find in great sadhus compassion like we find in, in, in Prabhupada, I mean, he had absolutely nothing, you know, to gain. He, he came to America because Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta wanted him to preach in English and spread Mahabharata's teaching. Well, that's why he came. 
as a beggar, practically speaking, with nothing. Hmm? And he dealt with what, you know, with what came. He told them about Krishna and made this possible for, for us to latch on to. Hmm? So, you know, seeing that kind of compassion and the trouble he took to do that, hmm? he took a lot of trouble to do that. I mean, it, I know myself, it's a lot of trouble. People, you, you can be really kind to people and all they can just turn around and bite you in in the back, and it's like, whoa, it happens. It happened to Prabhupada, too. Hmm? It happened to him a number of times. And, um, I mean, he really had nothing to gain. He, he really, you know, Sridhar Maharaj marveled upon seeing him come back to India with this entourage of Western devotees and and so on and so forth. And he said, he's just the same, he's just the same, same unassuming, you know, person that I knew before. It didn't change him in any way. Mm-hmm. And so a person like that, in the context of a teaching like ours, we have good reason to believe, even if we couldn't access it ourselves, what lies beyond compassion in the, in the ladder of love that he talks about, he has experience of. Hmm. It was not theoretical for him, it was theoretical to you know, the way he you know, taught about it and so forth. And those are parts of the of the teaching you can't see, you have to go and experience. But you could experience directly his, his compassion, his kindness. But you could reflect back on it now through a different lens and see things he said and draw them out and find fault in them and so forth, but the experience of him was, was, was something else. It was quite moving, and uh, I'd never met a person who loved me more. That was my experience. Had more to offer me and wanted to give to me. Didn't ask anything personally, only what I, what I might do that I could attain such a thing, which requires some effort on our part. Hmm. Look at the effort that he made. I mean, he flew around the world for 12 years. And in those days, there was like no smoking sections in the plane, which is ridiculous, because there were smoking sections in the plane. Row 34 upwards is non-smoking. Row 35 back is is the smoking section. You don't want to be situated... In row thirty-four, or anywhere in the in the place, you know, I did it too for years and years and years. It was my service: three days here, three days there, one place to fly around Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, Boston, San Francisco, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Chicago, New York. <laughs> I tell you, it took its toll. It was maddening. But Papa was, you know, with long flights around the world and stuff. Twelve times he. He did his orbit, hmm? opening temples, dealing with people. Well, that's tough one, you know. And trusting them, too. Trusting them. He was more trusting them, in one sense, was warranted. And, um, but, you know, what can you do? <laughs> so, so, yeah, compassion is, is a very prominent feature hmm? in his life, as it should be. 
and um, it's it's like as I say, kind of the, the in between between the material and the spiritual world. It's the beginning of real spirituality because you're coming out from within a provincial perspective, a narrow perspective. Mm-hmm. Gathered by the mind and senses, and then you want to love in the context of that, and be a champion of the good, and, and it's just also relative. And then this sounds good, but anyway, it's hard to do. It's impossible. It's impractical. So people write it off in that way. It's not going to stop stop us though. <laughs> there are people like this. I mean, I, miss, I used to sit as a young man in the Santa Cruz Mountains and I would think, what am I going to do with myself? What, what shall I do? Hmm? And every idea I thought of, as far as it would go, I could be this, I could do that, and all was like, ah, that doesn't work. That, then what? Then what? Then what? Hmm? I looked everywhere in my mind I could outside what possibilities, what I would do with myself. And all the whole world was telling me, look within. It's not here. It's not here. Look within. Look within. It must be within. Hmm. Who's thinking about doing something in relation to the world? Who's doing the thinking? Who's wondering what to be? Hmm. What is that? It is. It wonders what to be. That must be wonderful. What's doing the wondering? That must be wonderful. That must be extraordinary. Hmm? The world is not wondering. I'm wondering. What am I? I'm not the world. This is how I would, how I thought it out, <laughs> introspectively. Hmm? It's not in the world. It lies in myself. Hmm? So go within. Then I would try to collect books, anything I could get, information about how to meditate, hmm? and, 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 and so forth. Hmm? Well, it's a long story, of course, how we got here, but uh, this is this is some people will 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 come to such a conclusion, and then to find an example, and then a tradition of Sanatans and Rupas and Raghunas. I mean, they were like my heroes as a child, as a young boy. What the it's the Sad Goswami Astakam, eight prayers of Srinivas glorifying the Goswamis and Prabhupada chanting. Chidamar said, and the chanting. The very tune that he chanted with, synonymous with the, with what Srinivas is experiencing when he's describing the Goswamis. Very incredible. You ever hear Prabhupada chant the Sad Goswami Asakam? It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So that was like a theme song for me, that somebody could be like this. Kaviraj Goswami writes in Chaitanya Charitabhita that people would come and from Vrindavan. And people, and everyone would ask, "What are Rupa Sanatan doing? Well, how are they keeping themselves?" He depicts them as living under a different tree every night. I was so like, you know, I'm a hopeless romantic. That was romantic to me. That's just so. They provided for me and Prabhupada a possibility, an ideal, a character hmm, that I couldn't, you know, like deconstruct and find there was nothing there. Hmm? Like I was doing with every other prospect in life, hmm? and so I thought, if, if, if that's what to be, we should be like that. Hmm? 
And if nobody else wants it, that, that can't deter me from that. There's a good reason other people don't want. You know, it's not easy. I never thought it would be easy to do. But I was inspired by that kind of thinking, and then an example. And I had a thought: it must be the the being all one could be, or the best one could be, has to be to be oneself. For what oneself really is, the I within, the experiencer, not the experienced the world. So I thought like this, <laughs> and then to come. Then shortly thereafter, of course, then I came in touch with the teachings of, of Prabhupada, that I felt my earnestness was reciprocated with by the transcendental system. Hmm? An answer came, practically. So I latched onto that answer just like, like a, like a fly on fly paper. I was not going anywhere. Hmm? And as the paper moves, I'll move. I had my own wings, but I know I just stick on here. And however the paper moves, I'll move. That will be good for me. This is my thinking. It remains as such. So, and so many, you know, so many sadhus, their lives, their examples are just so um, inspiring in our tradition. And cross-culturally, in other traditions, we find saints of, of different perspective, but with some common ground, compassion, the sense that the self is eternal, the idea that the conventional ego is is not the real self, the enemy of the self, and so forth. So if you want to look, you know, carefully, that's part of the world. That's part. That's something that's also in the world. It's swept under the rug, it's hidden behind a tree, it, but it's there. If you really want to look, Really open your eyes for how you can be the best possible person. I wanted to join the Peace Corps, I thought. That's what I came up with first. I'll join the Peace Corps. That's not a big thing now, but when I was a kid, it was a, a newer thing, and I'll try to do good for other people. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute, you know. Uh, of course, I played that out. Those are the kind of things I would think about. So, uh, yeah, it's hidden, but if you really want to be Sincerely, the best person you can be. This, this is, this answers to that, in my opinion. Philosophically, theologically, theoretically, I think it's undeniable. Theoretically, you can question whether the theory has any standing in reality. You can question it all you like. We can turn to so many people and say, "Well, you know, there's Jesus, there's you know, Rumi, Muhammad, there's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu." Sanatana, you know, we'll just go on and on and on <laughs> in our tradition. So many. There's Ramanuja, there's Madhva. Here are the stories about them. Oh, those are just made-up stories. Some people are just exaggerating. Just that. Even if you take away what you consider exaggeration, which I wouldn't necessarily, still, what kind of person they are. You can't deny what kind of... So, oh, the miracles they all had on these miracles. Uh, Okay, we don't, we're not talking about miracles. We're talking about the, the character of the person. Mm-hmm. The inner experience that turned them away from being a taker, from the demands of the mind and the senses and so forth. Mm-hmm. These are, you know, these, these should be the, you know, this, nowadays it's, you know, what does somebody in Hollywood think, you know? 
what is your opinion we should do? I mean, they might be smart, cultured, educated people to some extent. They might not, right? Certainly they're not like Rup Sanatana. You imagine in Vrindavan and they went to Rup Sanatana for astro- practical advice. They were the they were the spiritual teachers and they were the grievance committee also. Hmm? Whatever they said, people would accept. They would say, I think you're arguing with one another and you should love one another. What do you think? Yes. Okay. Resolved now? Okay. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> mm. So these people exist. They've always existed. They will. They will. They will. And for how long? How long do they last? Hmm? In human history, they're never going to go away. They they stand for something that's very exceptional, and, and in many ways, for what everyone feels, we should be, but. Can't quite be because we're human and we're limited and and so on. But still, we try, right? Be kind, to be good people with these noble qualities. Or what do you try to teach your kids and so forth? Hmm? Kindness, ten commandments, whatever you know, these type of things. Well, we have many examples that are all those things and and much more. They're very compelling, so it's good to talk about them, bring them to light, sit and discuss. For me, as this is my form my whole life, they're, they're examples. And I was thinking for myself to come to the conclusion, what am I? This is thinking for yourself. What am I? Who is the I? Hmm? What can I be? What can I be in relation to something that is not alive? It's inert. What can something inert and mixing it up with the inert do for me? I am different. I am important. You lack self-esteem. You have to think like this. What am I? What is the I? The fact that I experience, what is that? That should be explored. That should be pursued. That should be uncovered. That's amazing, Krishna says in the Gita. You are amazing, he says. This charge of the universe. I forget. It's in the self. Amazing. Sri Sri Gaurnathananda ki jai. Gaurbhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaurpremanande. Gaurpremanande.